Welcome to the Focal Points Podcast. This is the second episode, and I'm so glad that you are here to join me today. My name is Dory Howell, your host, and today we are going to be learning about the four different people that you need to be speaking to in your messaging, in your marketing, in your advertising for your business so that you can bring the right people into your studio, the people that are going to love what you offer and also going to pay you well for it. Isn't that something that sounds interesting to you? I know it's something that's been fascinating me a lot recently, and I cannot wait to discuss it. Let's get started. You are listening to Focal Points, a podcast by Enphoto hosted by Dory Howell. You're in the right place to learn how to stand out among your competition and build a photography business that you love. Let's get started. Hey, hey, welcome back. My name is Dory Howell. You are here for the Focal Points podcast. This is our second episode and a special thanks to our sponsor, Enphoto Lab, for bringing this great information to you. I am so glad that you are here. Now, one of the biggest, I mean, the biggest need that I see photographers talk about and complain about on the interwebs and when I'm doing coaching with them is the fact that they need more feet in their studio. They just need more clients. They're struggling in this area. The inquiries just aren't coming in. And the problem is this can go on and on and on, or as long as you can hold on with a business that isn't making any money, right? I can count on one hand the amount of photographers that are still in business from when I started 14 years ago. And it's been disheartening to see that they only stay in business for a short period of time, and then they kind of fizzle out and they go do something else. One of the more popular photographers who was booked solid, solid seven years ago, and this I knew she was booked solid. It wasn't just what was put out on social media, left the business and closed up her studio because the people just stopped calling. They just stopped coming in. She had kids she needed to support. She was getting a divorce. She had other interests and she closed up shop just like that. Her website isn't even up anymore. And she didn't want to leave. She said she didn't want to leave, but she had to. And she went back into the corporate world because that's really what was best for her family. That's not the ideal situation that any of us like to think about when we're starting a business or when we're struggling our business, but this happens more often than we want to admit. Sometimes we kind of look at the world through blinders and we don't really see what's going on in the industry at large. And what led to this change of events for her? Well, it's a combination of things, a life change with a divorce or or a relationship change. She had priced herself out of her market. And yes, that can happen. You can become too expensive for your market to support. She needed a more consistent income and schedule. And all of those things are completely, completely legitimate. There's no judgment there on why she decided to switch careers. But looking through her social media and her website, I realized that the huge reason for her mistake and why her business failed is because she was only speaking to one person in her marketing. She was only communicating one way. And most likely that was the way that she felt most comfortable So you know when they tell you when you're taking a marketing course that you need to design your ideal client avatar, where they shop, how old they are, what color hair they have, where they eat, where they like to vacation, the kind of clothes they buy, on and on and on, to try and get as detailed as possible, what kind of education they have, what kind of car they drive, all of those things. And if you get specific enough, then you can figure out what these kinds of people are attracted to. And they'll be attracted to your business if you put out the right message and they're going to want to hire you. And I'm here to tell you, I don't think any of that is true at all. I don't think that trying to create an imaginary person out of thin air that likes all the things you like, talks the way you like, goes the same places that you think they should go is really a great way to create the marketing for your business. 
Why? Well, to be honest, I'm probably your ideal client. If you cater to families and children and that type of thing, as my family changes, I am probably your ideal client. My interests, my shopping habits, all those things are very diverse and they change depending on what we're doing, what we're looking for, that type of thing. It can be a really mixed bag of contradictions between Walmart and Neiman Marcus, right? Where I like to shop. Okay. And that's just being honest. And the fact of the matter is, is another ideal client for you could be three houses down from me with completely different values, completely different cars, completely different shopping habits, the whole thing. Both of us can be your ideal client. We can love what you do. We can pay you well for it, but we are very, very different. We are different in all of our buying patterns. And that is a huge, huge deal. If you're speaking to one kind of person in your marketing, you're severely limiting your reach and potential. I have one coaching client who presented me with her product guide, and she had laid this all out. It was so lovely. Um, lots of pictures, lots of descriptive words, that type of thing. But when I read it, it read like a college textbook. It was all specs. It was all details. It was all the nitty gritty of things that she wanted me to know about her products. I thought it was dry and boring. But then I showed it to my husband. My husband thought it was great because guess what? He has the analytical mind. I have the more emotional mind, the more creative mind. I want to hear the stories. I want to see how things are being used. I want to know that I'm going to love it when I get it. And my husband is more bottom line, specs, price, value. What do I get? That type of thing. So I would not have been attracted to that photographer's business, even though I loved her images I loved her products, but the way they were described, the way they were presented to me was really not attractive to me at all because I want different things. You need to address different things and different people and be okay with realizing that your ideal client might be different from the ideal client that you get next week. They're going to buy things differently. They're going to want different information. What draws me in as someone who might hire you is not going to be the same thing that draws the person down the street in if they want to hire you. So the key to all this is addressing people's different buying patterns and buying styles in your marketing, addressing all of them so that you can attract these people and they want to hire you. But how do you do that? What does this mean? Well, you know what? After this quick message, I'm going to tell you. Stay tuned. Have you ever been sitting around wondering how you can give your business a little jumpstart and wondering maybe if mini sessions are the way to go, but you really don't know how to make that happen? Don't worry, Enphoto has got you covered. This month, during the month of June, they are offering a brand new free resource that is great if you're looking into adding mini sessions into your studio offering. It covers calendars and templates, information from pros and how to sell products. It's something you absolutely do not want to miss. So go pick that up and head over to nphoto.com to get all the information you need to run a great mini session day. That special from nphoto was really great. And I hope you take advantage of that. It's good until the end of the month of June, 2022. All right, so back to the topic at hand. How can we change our marketing strategy to include more people who want and need our services? It's all in the strategy about how you approach, how you speak and you write about your business, right? I truly believe there are four different kinds of buying styles that we need to cater to in all of this advertising that we do, right? 
It needs to be addressed from your website to your social media to your email campaigns and anything else that you put out about your business because people buy in different ways. All of us have different buying patterns based on how we grew up, what we value, when we grew up, and even where we grew up. That does play a big part in how we purchase larger things or investment things for sure. So for example, does this sound like you? Before you buy almost anything, you had to research something over and over and over. You had to get all the details. You had to figure out everything about this product. And then you might buy it or you might wait a little bit to buy it because you haven't quite been sold yet and you're not quite ready to make that decision. But once you get all your questions answered in a satisfactory way, you might pull the trigger, right? On the flip side, if you don't really care so much about details of a transaction, but you're more worried about the deliverables, the timelines, and the product, that how it's gonna make you feel, that's another kind of different buying pattern. The problem is, most of the time, we will only speak to one buying style in all of our marketing. And you want to know what buying pattern that is, buying style that is? It's the one that you fit into. So you are attracting only people like you. You are only speaking to people like you. So that photographer that I coached and I mentioned earlier about her product guide, she was very much an analytical buyer. And that's how she wrote. That's how she presented it. And I came in offering a different perspective saying, hey, we need to kind of put some more touchy-feely onto this so we can attract a wider variety of people. So if you use myself, for example, my website speaks more to the touchy-feely side of what I do. It talks about an album and how great it is going to be for the generations to come, how they're going to sit on the couch with their grandchildren and go through the beautiful images of their mom and their dad when they were kids, those types of things, how they're going to pull these pictures out at their graduation and at their wedding and how they're going to make everybody cry about how much time has passed, you know, kind of really tug at the heartstrings type of stuff. My husband, on the other hand, like I mentioned, is very, very analytical. He wants to know the when, where, how of everything. And many times he wants to know them more than once. He's going to question you more than once until he feels comfortable making any sort of sizable purchase. That doesn't make either one of us, like I mentioned, less desirable clients. It just makes us different in how we buy things in and what we need, the information we need before we pull out our credit card. So what are the four main buying styles that we need to look out for? I'm so glad that you asked. And if you want a free download on this, because I know it's hard to remember all this when I'm rambling on, be sure and head over to the show notes page at blog.nphoto.com slash podcast to find a link to get this information. You can get it in download. So you don't have to try and remember all of this. But the first style that I want to talk about is the style that I love the most. It's the buy it now person. It's your biggest fan. It's the person that as soon as you send out an email or post something on your social media, they're like, I am in. I believe in what Dory does and I know everything I get from her, I am going to love. They are the first people to sign up for your specials, for your mini sessions, for anything like that. And they also usually are your best people at advertising what you do via word of mouth. They'll tell their friends, they'll post on social media, they'll share behind the scenes from your sessions. These are awesome, awesome clients to have. They are our best clients and we love them so, so much. I love the buy it now people. I am kind of a buy it now person. Now, the second person that you need to be speaking to in your marketing is the procrastinator. They're busy, just like we are. 
they want to press that buy now button, but they just can't find the time to do it. They forget about things and they need to be reminded. That is why if you're looking for, like, for example, in the real world, if you've been looking at a course or you're on someone's email list and you get three emails before the cart closes because it's like, buy it now, buy it now, don't forget. It's speaking to the procrastinator in all of us saying, oh, yeah, I got to get to that. Oh, yeah, I got to get to that. Oh, yeah, I got to get to it. Because they're reminding you the best way to reach a procrastinator is to have a wonderful and great solid follow-up system, right? They're the kind of buyer that you need, but they just need a little bit of help and a few reminders to get across the finish line. They like your work, but they just are busy. So you need that follow-up system. You need a way to be able to remind them, hey, you were interested in this. You wanted this. Don't forget it's available. And this is especially good if you have a special offer going for a limited time and you need to remind people to do it. Maybe you're running a mini session special and you need to remind people that you only have one spot available. That's where those extra emails, maybe even a phone call come into play. Now in the marketing world, they call using the theory of scarcity, but for this, it's just a procrastinator being busy. And just like biz moms are busy, dads are busy, professionals are busy. We're all busy. So make sure you follow up. I promise you a follow-up process will be your best friend, especially if you have a lot of people who are procrastinators on your list. Now, the third style is the one that can kind of get under your skin. And they are the picky, detailed buyer. They're more analytical in nature and these buyers need tons of details before they book and they will come back with lots of questions. Yes, I know, even if you sent it to them, even if you have it on their website, they want to know more or they want to know it again just to confirm what you told them the first time. They're not trying to catch you in a lie. They're not trying to frustrate you. A question is just a question. So they want to talk and see samples, maybe talk to previous references. They don't take everything at face value. You need to kind of work a little bit to get them on the hook to purchase a session. And guess what? Our job is to be okay with that. Don't get offended when people ask questions. A question is just a question. It doesn't need to be emotionally loaded. And sometimes we get all up in our emotions when we talk to people like this because we're like, I'm here. Can't you see? I'm good. You just need to hire me. I promise you'll be happy. Well, they will be happy, but they need a little bit of reassurance along the way, but they're not trying to be difficult. And let's be honest, when there's a lot of photographers out there, they're probably comparing your services and what you offer to someone else and their services and what they offer. So the more specific and the more generous you can be with the information you give them, is going to make them feel at ease about hiring you. You need to be patient with these kind of people. You need to be professional. You can't act irritated or offended or get all worried that they're asking you too many questions. Remember, a question is simply a question. It doesn't need to be emotionally loaded. It just is causing for clarification. But here's the great thing about the detailed picky buyer. Once they hire you, they will probably love what you do. Now, they may not necessarily show it as passionately as the buy it now buyer, but they will love what you do and they can be a wonderful source for referrals, word of mouth marketing, that type of thing. So keep that in mind when you're dealing with someone who is asking a lot of questions. It's not always because they're trying to be difficult or bad or catch you in a lie. They just want that information over and over. 
And the fourth style of person, this kind of is a cross between some of them. It's the storyteller. They want to know all the emotional great things about hire, hiring you. And the way you can get to them is by your stories. What you tell them, you tell them a story on a website or in a video, or you have a get to know you video on your website and it talks about the story of your studio and the process they go through and how well they're going to be treated and how much they're going to love it. These people are going to be drawn in by the emotions of what you're selling. Now, they may not be the buy it now people. They may need to look around a little bit, but they're not going to be as detailed as the picky detailed buyer. That's for sure. So we have the four different styles. So how do you take this and wrap it up into a cohesive, well-rounded messaging process in your business? Great question. And here's what I suggest. For your website, make sure you have a book now button for those really excited people who are ready to go. And you need to have it at the top of every page so they don't have to scroll down and see all this stuff. They just want to buy it. Let them buy it. Make it easy for them. You need a well-worded and complete detailed FAQ page for the picky buyer. And they just want all the information all in one place. Give it to them. You need a solid process for the procrastinator. And you need a slideshow and some stories for the person who's more brought in by the emotions of the transaction. And this ticks off all the different boxes for all the different buying patterns, no matter who you're attracting. And guess what? None of those things are dependent on what car they drive, where they go shopping, what color hair they have, where they like to vacation, what restaurants they'd like to visit, or anything like that. This is purely based on the type of personality they have and how they like to purchase things. So if you think you need a little bit more help or a little bit more clarification on understanding these buying patterns, go ahead and head on over to our show notes page at blog.enphoto.com slash podcast. And there's a download there that you can get that will explain all of these things beautifully for you so that you don't have to remember everything or take notes because sometimes it's hard to take notes during the podcast. And you'll also have the links to my social media at the Dory Hall on Instagram and at NPhotoLab on Instagram as well. Make sure you follow both of us because we would love to see you there. As always, if you have any comments or questions, please let me know. Send me a DM. I would love to hear from you. If you have a guest that you would like to suggest, I would love to hear that. Or if you would like to be a guest and tell your story, I would love to have you join me as well. So send me a DM and let me hear your pitch. And as also, make sure that you check out the June mini session special that's being offered by NPhoto. I know it's a great a great, great educational packet that they have for you. If you've never done mini sessions before or you want to consider a mini session campaign and you've done them in the past, they haven't quite worked, you want to get this informational packet because it will help you so, so very much. And before you leave, be sure and join me next week for episode three when I'll be talking about how to deal with friends and family in your business. We know that friends and family can be some of the most challenging clients in our business. I'm going to give you a lot of help on how to deal with them and how to set your boundaries really clearly so you don't have too many problems in the future. And I can't wait to share that with you. Talk with you next week. Hey everyone, I have a request. If you value the information that I have shared with you on this program, if you consider me a voice that you respect and want to listen to, I would love a quick favor. Please head over to iTunes and leave me a review. This helps me more than you know in getting the word out to people just like you who want to build and grow a better photography business. We appreciate it so much. Thank you.